Did you know the SBA has just dropped a massive document with proposed rule changes to certification programs? Well, if you didn't know about this, this is a huge deal. It looks like the SBA has gone through like the last decade of complaints about the small business certification programs such as 8A, HubZone, WSB, you name it. It looks like they've gone through and said, hey, you know what? We haven't made massive sweeping changes in a long time. Let's do this now. Let's go through and do this now, make massive sweeping changes, and let's put a lot of these programs like on even footing, basically. Now, looking at these changes, I think the majority of them are good changes. It really looks like the SBA has said, hey, let's make some common sense stuff happen here. It's simple stuff we could have done a long time ago, but there's some clarifications. There's some rule changes. There's also some things where they're like, hey, I don't think there was enough clarity on this, so we're just going to say it again in a different manner. That's the clarification piece. And I think it's really good for most people, but there's going to be some things that you're not going to agree with. So right now, between now and I believe November 4th, you can actually go and make comments on the Federal Register to these proposed rule changes. So I highly recommend if you have any status whatsoever, you go and read through the document that I'm fixing to talk to you about. Or if you already have a status, whatever it may be, you go through, take a look at this stuff. So my partner, Josh, wrote this article. It's on LinkedIn and it is an overview, like a high level overview of all the proposed rule changes. Now, I can't get through all the rule changes today. I can't even cover in this podcast the overview that he did because I think he goes through 30 different changes in the article. So it's well worth reading the article. If you just want to punish yourself a little bit, you can go and read the 311 page document the SBA put out, but it is a massive document. You may want to just look at it and say, hey, I'm just an 8A, I'm just a WSB, whatever it is, put in that keyword and go through and look at just those changes. But there's so many things in there that I just highly recommend you be aware of what's going on. And again, that's regardless of whether you already have one of those statuses or you're thinking about applying for one of those statuses, this document is really, really important. So let me go through a quick high level overview of a couple of things that I think are important. And then I'm going to hit a few of the items in Josh's article. One of the things that is important important here is contract bundling and price analysis for bundling justification. So they're going to start requiring that, or at least again, that's the proposed rule change. There's talk about change of ownership. So like say you you own an 8A today and you're trying to sell your company or someone in the family is going to try and take over at some point. There's some language about change of ownership. One of the things that jumped out at me was the one where if you owe money, no soup for you. There's not going to be any status for you. You're not going to get your 8A if you owe the government money. So think along the lines of you owe back taxes or something like that. You're going to have to square that away before you get your 8A. So that, that's one of the big ones that I saw in there. Who can initiate a size protest or a status protest? There's some talk about that stuff in there. So there's all kinds of things just like that inside that document. But I wanted to highlight a couple of these for you today. One of the ones that jumped out to me was that 8A joint ventures can get unlimited number of contracts. So today, most people believe that under the 8A JV program that you can only get you know two contracts in your, in your two-year period. And that is not true. So the SBA is putting in language that says you can get unlimited number of contracts under that JV. So again, 
it's not a change, but it's a clarification because a lot of people aren't aware that you can do this today. That is under the SBA's JV, you know, the mentor protege program. Other programs may have different restrictions, which I think to me, I would love to see all of the mentor protege programs get on the same page because you may not know this, but like Department of Energy, they have their own mentor protege program and it has rules and things that conflict with the SBAs as well as the DODs. And so I would really like to see all of them get on the same page about all this kind of stuff. Cause like with, I believe it's the DOEs. If you go under theirs, you're disqualified from other mentor protege programs and things. So there's just some things I'd like to see fixed. I don't remember if it's all addressed in here. Cause again, the document was so big. The next one is an 8A joint venture being on two or more JVs for the same Mac. What we're seeing right now is that an 8A joint venture may wind up showing up on multiple of these. The proposed rule is that's going to be a no-no. You're only going to be allowed to be on one team instead of being on multiple teams on that. Another really interesting one that I saw was that the WSB primary NAICS code is going to be immaterial for the size standard. So basically the way it's going to wind up being is when you actually go and compete on a solicitation, as long as your company is small under that NAICS code, that's all that matters. That's going to be an interesting one. I I think that's uh, really important. Another one that hits on the WSB side of the house is that WSBs will be allowed to have more than one job or company. Today, if you are going through the certification and they see you have a job, they only allow you to certify as WSB if you're doing that outside of normal business hours. What they're saying here is that's not really fair. It's a little too restrictive because what if there's not that much work to do, right? In your company and you're still growing in those earlier stages. You know, what if you get to a point and you want to own a second and a third company and things like that? It shouldn't be overly restrictive in those areas. So I think that's a really good change that you're going to see. There's just a few of those that I wanted to bring to your attention. Again, there's several things that impact 8As. There's several things that impact WSBs. Those are probably the most affected by this, at least when I was going through the language. But there is some language for SDVOSB and VOOB and, and stuff like that. So you're going to see a lot of this in there. The Hub Zone program, ANCs, everybody's going to be affected if these rule changes go through. So here's the deal. I want you to go and check out the article. That's step number one. Go check out the article that Josh did on LinkedIn. The link to that article is in the description for this podcast. So that's number one. And number two, regardless of what status you are in, you may want to go and actually query that document. So there's a link to the document as well, where the SBA talks about all this, the whole 311 page document. You can go in there and just query that and search WSB 8A, whatever applies to you. That'd probably be the second step if you're overly concerned about some of the changes that are there. The third step, and this is my final piece of advice, if you disagree with anything that you read or, and this is really important, if you simply read something and feel like it lacks clarification, go on the Federal Register and submit your comments. You have until November 4th. Go and submit your comments. This is one of the few times where industry gets to impact government before this stuff goes into effect. Because guess what? If this goes into effect as is, the government's going to say, look, hey, you can't come back now and say you didn't know about the changes and all that. We gave you a couple of months. You know, we're not going to change this right away. We'll get back to that in the next cycle. We don't know when the next cycle is going to be, right? So you want to get involved now while they're open and receiving all of that feedback. You want to get involved now. Go on to the Federal 
register, make your comments about this so that you can impact the final outcome. Now, making a comment on the federal register doesn't ensure that your comments are going to be taken. They may look at them and go, nah, I don't like the comment they made, or I feel like that's, you know, again, overly restrictive, or we feel like we've clarified the language. So it's not a guarantee, but I guarantee you your thoughts will not be considered if you do not submit something. I just want to leave you with that today. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. And hey, guess what? One of the cool things about this, if you're listening on SoundCloud, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever it may be, we're starting to to do more video podcasts. So this is also available on YouTube. You can go check it out. There's a link to where we're doing this on YouTube. It's on my channel, so you can go check that out. I do a lot of videos on there anyway about GovCon stuff, so you can go check that out. And then my final request from you today is I would love it if you would take five seconds to go on whatever app you're listening this to and just rate it. Rate it and write a review if it allows that. I would really, really appreciate that. It helps it get out to the masses. So thanks for joining me today for this special edition of Game Changers. I really appreciate you listening and tuning in and we will see you next time.